Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oklahoma, Midlothian, Old Fort Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! And belly on up to the nine foot homemade oak bar right here in my basement on the south side and pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. That's Bill, that's Mike, this is 30 Minutes of Good in a World of Dumb known as Southside Pod. And we are going to be out with you on Western Avenue in Beverly on Sunday, the 12th of March for the Southside Irish Parade. We will be there at Cork and Cary at 106th and Western, the epicenter of the grandest parade in Chicago. There's going to be free swag from Southside Pod and Socks in the Basement, one of the other podcasts here on the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. Get out and see us. Let's have a pint together. You listen to that opening song. There's been several variations of it, but a local mayor disappointed his town has not been included in the opening song for Southside Pod. We're talking to him in just a few minutes here down at the bar. And Tinley Park got rid of their vehicle stickers. We got the city clerk coming on to explain why. This episode and every episode of Southside Pod brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. They've been named the Southland's best for several years. Family and veteran owned and operated since they started in 2013, and now they have unveiled Express Service. If you know exactly what you want, what you need, you can see the cost right on the website. Who does that? Family Waterproofing Solutions does that. Look at the price, make the order, and schedule on site immediately for quick, fast, Good service. Your basement's best defense is at FamilyDry.com. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, I have a listener of Southside Pod who reached out through the contact form at SouthsidePod.com and starts asking me, why don't you guys hang out in hometown more often? And he just signs his name, Frank. And I I wrote back to him. I'm like, Frank, you're right. We should be in hometown more often. Can you give me some suggestions about what we could do in hometown Illinois. And the response came from the mayor's office because Frank Finnegan is the mayor of hometown. How are you, sir? Doing great, Chris. How are you? Good. I appreciate you stopping by. I, first of all, I appreciate you listening. But I also thought it was really cool that you reached out and you, it was so funny. Like I, I, I touched a, I hit a button there. Like I was like, just tell me about hometown. And you just, it was, I mean, the passion, what you wrote about. But the thing that sticks out to me the most is, most of the people that are working for the village of hometown, which is only about a half mile in any direction there, it's like a half square Correct, mile, yep. just to the north of Christ Hospital, Southwest Highway cuts right through it there, in between Pulaski and Cicero, not even making it all the way to Cicero, right? It doesn't we make do, it, we do. We do. make it over to Cicero. Okay. Correct. Yep. So, but running in that little section there, normally in other municipalities, it's a full-time job. The mayor's full-time, police are full-time, fire's full-time. But you guys are part-time, volunteer. It's very different in hometown, right? We're part-time. Part-time. So they're part-time. Okay. Yeah, we do have four full-time um, 
working in the clerk's office, but we do have part-time police officers. And, okay. And the uh, fire district is all part-time. So as it's well. all part-time. Because I always remember, like, when I drive through hometown, you would have the siren go off. Like, as a kid, it's one of my oldest memories. You're driving along. You're at Southwest Highway. All of a sudden, like, the light, the light changes. They stop all the traffic. The siren's going off. And now people are driving from different directions into the fire station to, get, to go out and do stuff. Because we used to go down Southwest Highway. I lived over at 80th and Spalding. And my grandparents were out in Palos. So the quickest okay. thing is to jump right on the Southwest Highway coming out of St. Dennis Parish there or Ashburn, whatever you call it. Take Southwest Highway. You go through hometown. And we always thought it was the coolest thing as kids. The siren would go off and the fire department comes in to work because there's a call. Yes, that we did away with. They did away with that. They became a district um, about five or six years ago. So now they have a lot more. They have it's it's still it's part time, but they get paid per call type thing. But they're. They're almost in training until they get taken on to another fire, like a full-time fire department. But they they used to do that, and it was you had there was always concern that someone's going to get hit. There's going to be an accident because they're just rushing through town. There's a they, there's a um, a lot of time they had to get from the the time the call was made to the firehouse, you know, because they're going to leave the station with or without you. So right, yeah, it was it was always like a panic and and like stay on the sidewalk, stay on the sidewalk. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I, but I remember it was always cool for us as kids. We we would get excited, we would see it happening. But to me, I think it strikes me, you know, part time. You know, you you were you came over here to join me today, and you were coming from work. Yep. You're a full time mayor being called part time, and so then you have a day job as well. So you must really care about your village. I guess that's the best way. That's what I'm trying to get to here. Like for people to go and do those kind of jobs part-time, that's not because then they're not doing anything else the rest of the day. They're actually taking on extra responsibilities because they're working for hometown. Absolutely, Chris. And, you know, I'm I'm glad you touched on that because in our office, in the city clerk office, we're all, uh, myself, the city clerk, um, three of the the clerks themselves are lifetime hometowners. They grew up, born and raised here. Um, oddly enough, I was born and raised on Main Street in hometown. You couldn't get more generic than that. Um, our public work director is, uh, is a lifer hometowner and a few of the police officers and, if, uh, and of course, two of the small, the younger public works. But what it is, Chris, to go back to your original point was the youngest, I'm the youngest of 10 of like a Brady Bunch scenario. I've been taken care of my whole life by my older siblings. Um, my wife's the youngest of five. She's a Catholic from um, Morning Duty from Ali Loretto. She's been taken care of by her older siblings. So we always have this the service to give back. And, and uh, my wife teases my favorite word in the whole world is reciprocity. I just love the circle. Keep continue the loop and to give back. And, and no one can do it themselves. So uh, along the lines of what you're saying, yeah, it's, it's service, but it is a commitment to the town. Because um, as I said in my email, we kind of get forgotten about we are just a little hometown. But it takes a lot to, to keep it going. And um, we don't mind. You know, there's no complaining. It's just uh, it's a duty to service. Yeah. All right, let's talk about hometown then. Let's right. pump you up. You don't get mentioned a lot. I understand no. that. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it, okay? We're a little brother. We're just forgotten about. Yeah. yeah, tiny little hometown. I mean, I'll tell you what my impression was of hometown when I was a teenager. It was once I hit hometown, I drove the speed limit, that's for sure. I mean, you guys were you guys were the speed trap along Southwest Highway back in the 90s. I'm not going to contest that. I'm not going to say it hasn't changed. No, no. And you know what? And as I'm older, you got a burrito place over there on Southwest Highway. Yeah, a lot of I, I get in there a lot. Okay, that's a great late night burrito place. They're open late. Yeah, I yeah. just I just I had dinner with uh, Congressman Caston there. Of all places, I only had two places to pick from in town: Pizza Plus, which has been there since '83, and then La Playita. So I, I, I so yeah, he shows up, he visits. 
He's like, where, where do we have to eat? You're like, I got two spots. Exactly Burritos or email. pizza. That's it. What do you want? We're hometown for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and I said, uh, you, you want to take a tour of the town? He's like, I think I've seen it. And I'm like, yeah, you pretty much have. <laughs> that's it. And then uh, uh, Bill, my co-host, brought this up when I mentioned that you were coming over here. Bill brought up that hometown, if I'm not mistaken, is all duplexes. Is that is that correct? Like, you're ba- everybody, your neighbor is right there. It, it, everybody's like, it's like two families with like a, a wall that's like... It's a firewall, correct. It yeah. is a firewall, but the, the, the numbers are a little different than that. We have apartments called cooperatives that are run by the city, but um, we have three series of those in, in town, and then we have um, probably, of all the homes, I would say 98%. There's like two single, two or three single-family homes. The rest are duplexes. Yeah. And there's it's part a, of the design, though, right? It was. It was yeah. deliberate. Um, again... <clears throat> The origin of the town, it was meant um, as a starting place for some of the veterans coming home from World War II to kind of start their life and, you know, and then a place to land when they got back and started life, get married, and then go off, you know, move off. It's kind of a, a temporary, I hate to say, almost a temporary place. It's a temporary there. place. Yeah. Except and, now it's a permanent place yeah, for a lot of you. Yeah. yeah. And hometown is st- stuck. And, you know, I think with the original um, idea of the town, that may give it stigma to some of the Evergreen Park, Oak Lawn, you know, that's who we bought. I don't have a stigma. No, 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 no. But no, we do. It's, it, we're carrying it. Oh, you. Uh, we're carrying it. You guys it, Chris, feel yeah. inferior is what no, you're telling me. No, I didn't ever say no? that. Okay. No, we just carry it on our soul. Like, hey, we're hometown. And to prove it, that's so why I called John the song. The song. We're not I even know. including your song. Well, you and know. You, you made a new variation Saturday. Did it not get into that either? And I didn't get it. Really? He didn't get into that one either? Hometown. Okay, well, okay. Well, look, he's going to make a hometown song. I, actually, I already called him, and I was like, you got to get a hometown song. Yeah, He's like, right. we'll, we'll get a hometown song. But you know what? I, I get it. And, you know, on one hand, I'm going to blame that on the fact that he's a simple songwriter who just went for whatever rhymed. And he was just kind of like, yeah, this kind of fits. And I sure, remember when sure. he came up with it that day. Yeah. He was just sitting here. He was eight beers in, and he just kind of started jotting down a couple of names, and he just went with the thing. But you're right. We got to include hometown a little bit more. So where would you suggest a new visitor to hometown go first. Is there something, whether it be one of the restaurants we mentioned, service that you have there, something to see there? What What are you most proud of in your town? Probably uh, it's a little different, but it would be the fact that we're self-sufficient, but that's not to see. I love our people that are in the town. We're, we have um, a school, elementary school, District 123 in our town. I went there. It was the last eighth grade graduating class. Uh, La Playita is great. We have Walgreens. I know it sounds like I'm naming some generic things, but these are the things that, you know, are revenue-based that we uh, are important to us. Brand new car wash, 87th and Southwest Highway. Um, the Simon, who owns one and else, came over and took a risk and is doing well. We have uh, Mayor. So the, is that the same one that it was there years ago? Or no, did somebody no, buy that and upgrade that one. Yeah, okay, correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have uh, Mayor's Park by City Hall on Southwest Highway that is a water splash pad in the summer, and that's an area we're going to have some some live music in the gazebo. And that gazebo, as I mentioned, was a gift from Mayor Jim Sexton to our old uh, mayor, Captain Casey. They're great friends from Oh, so the mayor of Evergreen ago. Park gifted something to the mayor next door. He did. little mayor gift See, right there. Yeah, you they, haven't been a mayor for very long, I have you. No, uh, uh, December 13th, um, our previous mayor, Kevin Casey, passed of a heart attack on December 9th. And then the next meeting, we had to pass some le- uh, tax levies. So... That I was I was appointed then by the other council members. So I'd been on the as an alderman for since J, uh, January of 2015. So I was already familiar with it. And Kevin was kind of priming me to take over in maybe five or six years. 
So it wasn't new, but it was. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, yeah. that's something, man. All of a sudden, you're just kind of thrust into the big seat right and there. He and had so many, and he, I'm sorry for hometown's loss, of course. Yeah, there. he was that, fantastic. Yeah. He has uh, his daughter lives in Evergreen Park. Um, kids go to school in Evergreen Park, play baseball in Evergreen Park. Uh, and then we, he was the mayor of hometown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they actually, we have, uh, they're using our field. I feel like Evergreen Park and hometown have a lot of connection yes, to each other. Well, that's, that's about the fifth time you brought up Evergreen Park. That's the two mayors, yeah, Kevin and Jim, and they had a rivalry going back 50 years, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, from uh, Flower School and uh, and St. Lawrence. They always argued about basketball and such, you know, results like that. So it's fun. Yeah, we do. We, we I think we do anyways. My brother had a house here 35 years ago. I always love Evergreen Park and... You know, we're always eating in Evergreen Park, so they have a lot to offer us. So, All right, so here, I'm going to help you out with something because I know yeah. you've listened to the show. You know, we bounce around to different breweries and distilleries and things like that and restaurants around town. And I'm sure just like any other mayor in any other town on the south side, you'd love to see, you know, new business come into your place, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You mentioned to me that you guys went and tried to undertake like a pretty big project. You almost had a distillery show up in, in hometown. It's, so yeah, it's the one cross started. It's the one from um, Thornwood. Thor, Thorn distilling. Thorn, yes, Thorn they, distilling. They came in and were looking at it. Um, and the timing was a little off, but I'm not giving up on that yet. Cause I think it'd be fantastic. I'm, I myself, I am a bourbon, uh, aficionado, so to speak. That so would have been huge too. Yes, I mean, if you think would. about it, because like yeah. there aren't any distilleries, no. And the fact that they thought they could put one in hometown, like imagine a distillery sitting in that location. Well, you would draw from a lot of areas. Absolutely. more. I think we'd get more restaurants. And then there is something going in that uh, the mayor kind of got his hands on before he passed was a dispensary. Okay. So that's going in the building next to it. It's a, it's a separate building next to it. It used to be a food, county foods back in the day. And uh, they're going to begin construction on that uh, probably in two months. So that that. That's something different too. It was uh, the the Kevin really pushed for that for the revenue source. Hometown's open for business, all right. And Frank Finnegan uh, would love you to come visit Absolutely, him. Absolutely, please. And, and he loves his town. I could yes. tell that right away. Yes. I could tell that when I sit here and talk to you. You, I could tell from the email. Uh, I, I, I could tell from what you wrote. I can tell from you sitting here at at the bar right now in, in my basement. And the fact that you took time in the middle of your busy day to come over and talk about it on Southside yeah. Pod that you love your town. And uh, we are going to make sure we show the proper amount of love to hometown going forward. And, and one more place I would recommend that I, I almost grew up in with my father being a, a Korean veteran was the VFW 9773 on Main Street. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. They have good music and uh, cold beer every night. Good music and cold beer is a winning combination all the time. Frank Finnegan is the mayor of hometown and he just joined us right here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar on Southside Pod. Thanks so much, sir. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you having me here. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's the Southside Pod. OMG. OMG. It's the SSP. It's the SSP. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. It's the Southside Pod. It's Southside Pod. I've got it all set up very soon. Southside Pod can be back in Lamont at the new Pollyanna Social. This will satisfy my bourbon drinking. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere podcasts can be found and always at southsidepod.com so you don't miss that episode coming up. And we got a ton of comments on our last episode about the ghost when I was on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Neil Gibbons from Graveside Paranormal and the Paranormal Guys. He was trying to figure out whether or not I was drunk or if it was a haunting. Several people contacted us through southsidepod.com saying they had had similar experiences. 
I mean, I guess it makes me feel better that I'm not crazy. On the other hand, what the? That show's on demand. You can listen to it right after this show. You can also listen to us out at Blue Island Beer Company recently. Tom Walsh, your Edward Jones financial advisor, joined me in that one. That was an awful lot of fun having beers in Blue Island. Tom handles my money. He's got Bill's money. Mike is missing the boat. The good investment train is leaving the station, and he's standing there. He doesn't even have a ticket. He should call Tom Walsh. Couple of decades of experience taking care of people in the area. He's right up there at 111th and Kedzie. He sits down, he makes a financial plan. He looks at how old you are, what you want to do, what are you making, what may you be making in the future. Let's make the money work for you. Give Tom a call today, see what he can do for you at 773-779-0023 or once again, stop in there on the corner of 111th and Kedzie. Joining me on the phone line right now, the village clerk in Tinley Park, Nancy O'Connor. How are you, Nancy? I'm well. Thank you, Chris. How are you? I'm good. You guys are doing something that I, I, I'm i just blown away by because, you know, every town, every village, every city, they always try to find a way to make a little income, to bring in some money for village services and things like that. And, and once those things go into effect, you don't normally see things get taken away. But Tinley Park is getting rid of the vehicle stickers, those things right on your windshield that everybody has to go get. You guys got rid of them. Why'd you do that? Well, as, as you look around, you see, I have seen some other municipalities rescind their vehicle stickers. And we got thinking about it. It actually has been something before I took office that had been contemplated for um, quite a few years. What we needed was the ability to replace the revenue that these stickers were generating. Um, these stickers used to go into what's called the PMP program. That's the pavement management program. And vehicle stickers over the last, I would say, 10 years have been declining in sales. And so we started looking at a way to replace that. And and what happened was, and we're incredibly lucky here in, in Tinley Park, that we started to see an increase in businesses opening and opening and opening year over year. Just starting in 2021, we have had 180 new businesses open in Tinley Park to date. Wow. Right? Right in the middle of COVID, we had 180 new businesses, and that's generating more income for us, or more revenue, I'm sorry. So as you as you look at what we have forward on the horizon of Pete's opening, we just had um, Florin Decor open. That's huge. We, we have a number of big projects coming and opening, and we finally looked at it and said, okay, with what's opened in the last two years and what we have coming up, we can replace that deficit within the PMP program. You know, it's about $75,000 to administer the program. So we deducted that. We also hired two in-house engineers, which made a huge reduction in the PMP program. It saved us almost two hundred to $250,000. So now we're only have to making up a small amount of money. And we, and we see that we can do that with the new businesses and what we have coming up opening within the next year. This is a gesture of goodwill to the residents. We, we're here to represent them. We want to help them. We're in the middle of a recession. If, if we can't help them reduce some costs, you know, we're not representing them. We, we need to do what's best for the residents. We all felt this is what's best, or the majority of the board felt this is what's best for the residents. Let's at least do something small. And I think it was a great thing to be able to rescind a 57-year-old ordinance. Most governments don't get that. You know, most of them are just kind of like, well, you know, we've been doing this forever, 57 years, as you said. So why why even why even change it? 
Let's get that extra revenue and do something else. They're not looking at how do we save money uh, for all the people that are living up and down each block in all those houses that are, that are walking around your village. You guys somehow got inspired to do this. Is, is this your idea, Nancy? Somebody else come up with this? Is this uh, everybody sitting around one day going, you know, we got to come up with something? Where does this come from? This actually has, again, been, been considered for a couple of years in a way to reduce costs for the residents. Um, my predecessor, the former clerk, Kristen Therian, had looked at it. Um, unfortunately, it just wasn't, the timing wasn't right at that time. It, it is now because of all the increase in, in revenue from the new businesses and what we have coming forward. You know, Chris, I really think I wish everyone would take a look, everyone in government would take a look at ways to reduce fees and taxes to residents of their towns. We, we need to look on our tax bills. We need to look at ways to make our government smaller. We need, we need to look at, especially in the state of Illinois, we have the most taxing bodies of any state in our country. 632 taxing bodies in the state of Illinois. We need to reduce that. And by reducing that, we say save our taxpayers money. That's what I think every government should be looking at. How do we save our taxpayers money? You know, I, I noticed this during the troubles of the last few years as, as uh, COVID was around and, and speaking with a lot of, uh, of folks that are in charge of different villages or have, have positions within them. And then talking with people while we were out and about doing Southside Pod and some of the other podcasts on the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. And what I noticed was when the pandemic hit, people started to realize how much their small government has an effect on their day-to-day life and how much they can actually make a difference in it. Because all of a sudden, all the little villages were making different policy decisions and they were deciding what was best for their town even though there was this big overarching thing coming from the state or the federal government, people were affected probably most at the local level. Do you think now coming out of what happened a few years ago over the last couple of years that people will pay more attention to the effect that their small government, the, 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 the election that they all forget to go and vote in, actually they, that small government makes a big difference in their lives? I 100 percent agree with that statement. Um, it, it starts local. It always starts local, from your municipalities to your park district, and especially to your school board. You know, we, we all know that the school board is, is the highest tax on our, on our property taxes. We need to pay attention. We all need to pay attention. And I think by working together as different ta- taxing districts, we can start to lower that. I'm not saying cut services. We don't need to cut services. Let's cut out the extra that's not needed. We, we we all need to do that, and, and everything starts local, you know, so I think if more people pay attention to that, hopefully more people will start voting. You know, I think historically we have about 30 to 35 percent that vote locally here in Tinley Park at the municipal level for those elections. I sure hope that increases. I hope it increases overall throughout the state and the country, but I think you're right. I think what's happened over the last few few years has it's opened a lot of people's eyes to to where to start to make a difference. And that difference is your town. So I, one quick question for you before I let you go. And it, it only comes from the fact that years ago, I worked in the Cook County Sheriff's Police as a dispatcher. And I know that they would look for people when they're on a, like a traffic stop who didn't have that little sticker in their windshield. And if they didn't have it, that was because they probably lived in an unincorporated area 
or and they would sit there and say, well, you got to buy a, a Cook County sticker that goes in the window. Do, do a, does a Tinley Park resident have to, I know you guys are giving away the stickers for free for people who just want to have them in the windshield. They just don't have to pay for them. Should they go and have that in their window to avoid confusion still and just get it for free? Or is that something that they don't need to worry about? Absolutely. They, they should get one. Um, there are still municipalities and cities, um, Chicago being one of them, that will stop you and ticket you if you don't have a, a vehicle sticker in your windshield. So definitely get out there and get the free ones is all you have to do is bring your vehicle registration to the village hall or to the police department and they will give you a free sticker not trackable just apply that sticker onto the front of your windshield and you won't have to worry if you do get pulled over that you'll be given a, uh, a ticket so yeah you don't want to have that conversation in the middle of it trying to convince somebody wait wait wait, tinley doesn't need stickers they're gonna be looking at you like yeah sure nobody does that well and it's and it's you know, the police outside of anywhere in any other municipality or county or city, it's difficult for them to run that, to, you know, have their dispatch check that. Does Tilly Park have a <laughs> an ordinance in place? <laughs> you know, they're trying to be done with the person, you know, law enforcement is trying to be done with that person and move on to the next. So um, by having that sticker, that will alleviate that issue with, with any local, any other local police. All right, Tinley Park residents, get your free sticker, put it on your car, and you don't need to pay anymore. And residents of all the other areas on the south side, maybe you've got to start asking like the question, like, do we need these anymore? You guys might start a revolution here. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> Catch it on. It'd be great. I would love it. That's awesome. Nancy O'Connor is the village clerk over in Tinley Park, and she was nice enough to join us. Thanks so much, Nancy. You're welcome, Chris. Thank you. If you've been injured at work, then you need someone who will fight for the care and compensation you deserve. The insurance companies will look out for themselves and their bottom lines, not you. I'm Matthew Coleman, partner and head of the work injury department at the law offices of Parenti and Norum. My team and I have the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to fight for your rights. Call or text me today at 312-641-5926 or visit us on the web at pninjurylaw.com. Take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can no more. I got my horses in the back. Horse tack is attacked. Hat is matty black. Got the boots that black to match. Riding on a horse, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been off off that Porsche now. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. Riding on my tractor, leaning on my bladder, cheated on my baby. You can go and ask her. My life is a movie. Bull riding and booby. Cowboy hat from Gucci. Wrangler on my booty. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing Can't tell me nothing I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road I'm gonna ride till I get no more I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road I'm gonna ride till I can't no more 
Ride till I can no more. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Ride till I can no more. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Ride till I can no more. Now time for your Southside Pod Bulletin Board, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to give you an alternative. They have a complete taster bar, great CBD products. They have a new location, big, huge, amazing store, northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. See everything they have to offer at CoolCloudsVapor.com. Let's see what's going on this weekend and beyond on the south side. And I got to tell you, I really enjoyed the fairs and festivals that happen at breweries all over the south side. Flipside Bazaar is coming up at Flipside Brewing in Tinley Park, 7144 183rd Street. The 19th of March, starting at 11 a.m., going until 5 in the afternoon. Everything from home decor pieces, local art, jewelry, self-care, one-of-a-kind items that these artists are bringing out there. You shop, you check out cool stuff, you drink some beer. The weekend after that, Maker's Market Alien Edition that's going to be at Sound Growler Brewing the 25th of March. It is an alien-themed Maker's Market in the brewery. 8201 183rd Street, Tinley Park. They got great tacos there at that sound growler and excellent beers. Starts at noon, goes till five. All of these artists, all of these small businesses that are going to be at this fair, everything's going to dabble in the extraterrestrial. That sounds cool. Mark it on your calendar for the 25th of March. Looking at this weekend, everybody knows the parade is coming. We're going to be out there again. Cork and Kerry, 106th and Western for the Southside Irish Parade. It looks like it's going to be freezing cold, so you want to come and hang out at the Cork. Forget standing outside and shivering. Come have a pint with us inside. We're giving away some swag. Mark Taylor and Pat Egan also performing. They start playing at 2 p.m. On Saturday and Sunday this weekend, Carl Sandburg High School is having their annual craft show. 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. 133rd and LaGrange, $3 entry for adults, 2 bucks for seniors. Kids under 12 are free with an adult. Numerous crafters in attendance and musical entertainment from some of the students. All proceeds go to the Carl Sandburg High School Music Boosters. The Village of Lamont on Saturday the 11th, 2 p.m. until 4 p.m., a Seuss celebration at Three Stories Books. The Cat in the Hat will be on site. Bring the kids out to 310 Canal. Get your tickets in advance at MablesMarket.com. And the final item of the weekend brought to you by Sid Sauce, peppers grown on the south side, bottled on the south side. There's a hot sauce for every palate, for every type of food, small batch, craft hot sauce made here on the south side. Check it all out at SidSauce.net. It will be Oscar night in Blue Island at the Lyric Theater on Sunday. They are actually going to have a red carpet outside for this viewing party. At 5 p.m., you dress up, you walk the red carpet. Then they're showing the Oscars on the big screen and having a big party starting at 7. Light appetizers will be served. There'll be concessions, the cash bar, all at the Lyric Theater in Blue Island at 12952 Western Avenue. That's your bulletin board, and this has been Southside Pod. Make sure you subscribe. You never want to miss an episode. And if you do, luckily they're on demand. In fact, after this song, the next one will probably just autoplay for you. Stick around. It's the Southside. It's the Southside. It's the Southside Pod. Thanks for listening.
Y'all come back now, you hear?